Thanks for uh, joining us for the second part of the conversation between myself and Ashley as we go into a little bit more in-depth uh, discussions about body image and body, dis body image distortions. For those of you that uh, might have uh, issues surrounding body image and body image distortion, please make sure you are using the links available to you in the, in the description. For those of you that uh, don't have a primary care provider that you feel like you can uh, discuss these issues with, we're going to pick up where we left off looking at uh, some of the uh, negative comments that people make surrounding others and the projection that they might present about their body image online. And with that said, let's go ahead and let's get started. Warning. The following presentation contains information that might contradict what you have previously heard or believed to be true about how the human body works and contains material that is not suitable for closed-minded individuals. Enjoy. I kind of wanted to say something that you kind of brought up earlier about, like, the... You were doom-scrolling? Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. Okay. I'm not, no, I'm I, not sure. It's, it's, it's words and phrases like that I'm, I'm not 100% certain on, but I, I know there's, a, there's a, a word where you simply just scroll looking for, like, the negative things or you scroll out of negativity towards what's being projected. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where I was going with it. But um, I know that I've seen like on TikTok, um, there'll be this like girl who looks great, uh, muscular. And then you'll, I'll read through the comments and they'll be like, Oh, she's too muscular. Oh, she looks too quote unquote manly. And it's like it kind of sucks because like this person works so hard to get this way. And if she feels good looking like this, then why are you putting out that negativity too? So it's like, um, yeah. I just want I've I've just been seeing that a lot lately and I wanted to, I guess, bring that up because that's very frustrating to see. Um yeah, because like you said, also like the males want to get muscular and I guess the females want to get a little skinnier. Um, and then you see this girl who's muscular and like feeling good about herself, worked really hard towards that. And then people are just putting her down. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes that goes into that whole social yeah. social interactions and so, social social media. And uh I think it was the Dove Soap Company did a, a very large epidemiology study in 2020 into 2021, where they looked at how people perceive themselves and and based off of all of the online time that we're spending with each other now, yeah, how they perceive themselves and how others perceive them in a uh, online electronic non-real world mm -hmm. and what they what the study found is that there was a lower uh, acceptance of their body they were more displeased with their body i guess is the better way of saying it they're mm -hmm. more displeased with their body and how their body looked
yeah so the the idea about like the the person at the gym uh and the the person you talk about on the tiktok yeah it's it's really uh weird because what you get is you get <clears throat> this kind of and it rolls into stuff that we've been talk, talking about throughout this whole entire time is this idea about um, self-esteem and the worth that we get from what we're doing can be kind of uh, downgraded. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that'd be a, yeah, a, no, that's perfect. That's the word. Based off of how others talk about us mm-hmm. or project what we're trying to project. And that's where it's kind of, I mean, I, 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 we used to have this saying, if you, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that because of the anonymity that the commenting allows, it allows for a lot of like trolling to take place and that trolling can cause issues for, for people, particularly people who are already self-conscious about their how they look their mm-hmm. body image um so like for like the the young lady you're talking about on, on tiktok that was getting comments about oh you look too manly Lovely, muscular yeah too, too muscular once again you don't know what what she's going through you don't know you don't know why she's lifting the way that she's lifting you don't know why she's trying to gain the muscle that she's trying to gain. There was a, a, an article that I wrote, geez, uh, 22, 23 years ago now. Oh, years that, ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that basically addressed that point hmm. about for, for it was written in, when I was I just got done with PT school. And it was written to the to the female exercisers this is back in 2001, 2002. That's what I was, I was trying to do the the, the okay. math in, in my head because I can't remember exactly what ye, what ye, what year it was it was published because it, it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that basically said, "No, you're not going to look like a man," and it goes into all of the the kind of the underlying reasons why lifting for females is beneficial and then the fear that you have about looking mannish mm-hmm. is kind of an irrational fear especially for where people fit on the the normal curve the normal distribution of androgen responses so females who are high t females females who, who are high testosterone responders mm-hmm will put on muscle mass very similar to a man, but will not look like a man. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. The, the androified female, the female that, that's the high T, mm-hmm. has kind of the, andro, the androified broad shoulder, narrow hip, narrow waist uh, body image, will look more cut, I guess is the, the best phrasing here look more cut look more bulky when they exercise relative to a non-high t responder non more estrified female but they're not going to look like 
a man. Mm-hmm. The other kind of thing that gets into play is, oh, that person must be on something. Yeah. Where, once again, it's that whole distortion. So it's like, yeah. well, I'm working so hard. Right. And I'm doing all the stuff I'm supposed to be doing, but they think I'm cheating. Yeah. And that, once again, that kind of puts into that, that self-esteem of why should I even try, even try, Yeah. particularly if it's something that I don't enjoy doing, because mm. if I don't enjoy doing it, the only reason I'm doing it is because of some sort of external reward that I'm getting some sort of coercion to, to do the activity. There was, um, a, a podcast that, uh, is associated with another podcast that I, that I normally listen to where they were talking about this secret to weight loss from, for NFL linemen. As if there's like some sort of magic secret that NFL linemen go through once they retire, that takes them from being 300 pound people to quote unquote normal sized people. Mm. And once again, that whole idea of the 300 pound person isn't normal size, but the 200 pound person is normal size is once again, a distorted view of a body image. And the whole entire premise is nothing more than, okay, what is the motivating factor to be the 300 pound person? And that motivating factor to be a 300 pound person is to get the paycheck to get the accolades of being a professional football player. And when that, that external stimulus is no longer there, there's no drive for that person to eat all that they're eating in terms of their nutrient balance. And there's no, there, there's no drive there for them to have to lift at the intensities that they were lifting at in order to keep and maintain the amount of muscle mass that they had to have during playing football. And so the whole idea that, that they were presenting is, is fallacious in, it, in, in its face value because they're assuming that one is bad, the other is good, or that there's some sort of secret when, when there's not really a secret. It's the what's, what is my self-motivated right. desire versus what's my coercive desire. And within that, self, within that self-motivation and the coercion, if I set up a, a behavioral habit that has been coerced for so long, it can become self-motivating because it's what I've been doing for so long. It's what I was, what I think I'm choosing that I want to do. And so it's very similar to uh, that kind of idea that the, that the NFL lineman has is kind of very similar to the ideas that uh, performing artists, actors, actresses, uh, singers, dancers, have where they have to be excessively skinny Mm. and what do they do in order to be excessively skinny they starve themselves and what happens when they're no longer having to be excessively skinny they gorge they eat they undergo binging same thing happens for for bodybuilders and i'll i'll discuss this a little bit more in terms of the bodybuilders Uh, We can discuss here. uh, Some uh, Richie's going to join me for a continuation of this discussion, uh, where because of her background and her history, we can go into a little bit with the with the bodybuilders. We've talked on it a little bit previously, but we'll get a little bit more into this. Where they have that the same mindset, 
where they have this excessive coercive uh, event taking place, this competition, where they have to go through, I'm going to gain a lot of weight, I'm going to lose a lot of weight, I'm going to gain a lot of weight, I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And then when they stop doing it, if they don't have that self-motivation, okay, I'm going to keep lifting, or I'm going to keep being active, they end up having a, a drastic change in their behaviors, which leads to a drastic change in the physiology, which leads to a drastic change in their in their anatomy and their body composition. And once again, uh, there were like comments that were being made. It was like, okay, well, that must be a secret for the for the linemen. Well, why do these positions players not do the exact same thing? Mm-hmm. And that's because those position players were being coerced into, okay, you have to run five miles. You have to run sprints every day. You have to stay excessively lean. You have, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. And all of a sudden I'm no longer playing. And when I'm no longer playing, Oh, I can go ahead and have this. Or in, in my case, I ballooned when I got, when I stopped playing because I would eat all this food in order to keep my weight for playing. But then I stopped playing, but I kept eating like I was playing still. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times for, for some of those thinner positions, they have to eat very similar to what alignment has to eat, just not as much because they have to be smaller, but they have to still have to eat more than what they would in terms of having a normal nutrient balance because they're Mm -hmm. trying to both maintain fat-free mass plus gain fat-free mass in order to, in order to perform the way they need to perform. And once again, it goes into that, that whole social peer pressure, self-esteem idea. And that it becomes a, like I said, it becomes a, a double-edged sword because yeah, I want to do things that I make me feel good, but I also want to get some sort of accolades I want to get recognition for doing what I'm doing. And if the, the recognition I get doesn't match, doesn't fit how I feel. Now I have this kind of uh, opposing feelings in, in my, in my head that I'm not quite sure. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Or am I doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing because I'm not getting the rewards from everybody else the way I should be getting those rewards? Mm-hmm. And so, so we have we have those factors that all come in come into play as we go through the idea about okay, what am I doing in my life in terms of things that I should be doing in order to make me healthy to make me fit because when we talk when we start talking about fitness once again a lot of people are going to equate what does my body look like to what my fitness level happens to be right what's my body look like relative to what my attractiveness happens to be and this goes into something that that we've talked about previously in terms of the the cosmetic procedures that a lot of people will will do because oh for for females one of the 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 big cosmetic procedures are 
are augmentation sur surgeries. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like the way in which my chest looks represents how I want to project myself. And so we, you get a lot of those, those, those surgeries in an effort to, once again, get that feeling of easement based off of what am I projecting outside to what I feel like I should be inside. And a lot of that comes into, and it, and it goes into uh, the, the distortion issues that males have as well. It's, it's like, oh, I'm, my pecs should be this big, but mm -hmm. my pecs aren't that big. Or uh, they'll, they'll use the, oh, you got uh, man boobs. Mm -hmm. And they'll, it's like, oh, you have those man boobs. Instead of having a flat, hard, instead of having flat, quote, quote unquote, hard pecs. Mm -hmm as a means to degrade somebody that might happen to have a little bit of excessive weight. And what that does is that once again, that lowers the person's self-esteem and triggers that body distortion issue. It may not actually lead to a dysmorphic issue of body dysmorphia, but it can put them on that, on that kind of line of thought especially if the person happens to have any type of uh, neurodivergent or neuroatypical cognitive processing. OCD people, ADD people, people with anxiety issues tend to have so self-esteem issues. It's where that uh, um, imposter syndrome kind of pops up, even for mm -hmm. people who are highly successful or people who are seen as being highly successful, if they happen to have any of those kind of neurodivergent, neuroatypical behaviors, they still have that kind of in the back of their head, I'm a fraud type thought mm. process. And if I'm not getting that outward uh, acclaim, the outward reward for doing all of the work that I feel I should be getting rewarded for, it can put me onto that, onto that path of, having a distorted view and that distorted view can lead to an eating disorder issue. People with attention deficit issues, people with OCD issues uh, tend to have, tend to already be predisposed to having eating disorder issues simply mm -hmm. because they're constantly looking for a reward response. I see. And when I, when I eat food or when I start to eat food, I get that swing in that dopamine serotonin responsing particularly within the reward centers of the brain, which can very easily trigger that uh, eating disorder, whether it's uh, binge eating or anorexia or bulimia, based off of what's going to give me that reward. Because regardless of how we look at it in terms of the, the social cueing, in terms of the self-esteem issues, a lot of what's going on it goes it falls back into our our neurophysiology our neuroanatomy and the reward response that we get around our behaviors around the way in which we approach exercise food 
interactions with each other. Where if I'm not getting the rewards that I think I should be getting, I'm going to do something else in order to get that reward. You mentioned kind of the title slides and then just how I felt the social media advertised being fit for women. And let's touch on. So let's finish up talking about that idea about fit and the, and the ideal uh, body image. Cause I'll kind of wrap up with this kind of idea and I can't speak for the female perspective. So I'll let Mm -hmm. you speak for the, for the female perspective, but I'll speak for the male perspective. Okay. For the male perspective, the idea that gets, that gets, pushed in social media, in mass media, in advertisements is a combination of two two issues. Having a little bit of body fat is okay. But if you actually want to be viewed as being athletic, as fit, as someone that is quote-unquote ideal, you want to have very low body fat where you can actually quote unquote see the six pack. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. the six pack is not about how much ab work you do. It's about how much actual fat adipose you have in the abdomen. So you have that kind of pitch. And that pitch has two avenues. You either have the, the excessively fit person, or you have what most people reference as the quote unquote dad bod. Mm. But even with dad bod, you can't be too fat in the dad bod Mm -hmm. otherwise you are you're the you looked at as the i I guess the peter griffin kind of family guy too too big or the the homer simpson too big or i know i'm really going to date myself here but the uh the kevin james how can someone that big have a wife that looks like oh okay on tv and so that those are kind of the dualities you have, where you're either excessively have a little bit of dad bod, or you're too big to actually realistically have the life that's being portrayed to you. And so that's the way that, that it gets projected for, for the men. And that gets kind of amplified or has been amplified over the last 10, 15 years with all of the superhero movies and the fact that you have to look like a superhero. No, yeah. Um, now, for, yeah. For, for the females, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with this, but there's been a little bit more acceptance. Acceptance of having differences in, you can look at, you can look at it almost like a continuum as opposed to for the guys, it's just like you're this or you're, you're not. I see. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Okay. So, so I, the way in which I see it is that females tend on the female side, we seem to be more accepting of a continuum of body images. I think so too. I think that more lately there's been more body positivity um, for females. I think it's more for like ourselves and how we see each other um, or ourselves, because um, I think that we all, have our own healthy compared to somebody else's uh, perspective perspective of healthy because how you had mentioned um, physiology our physiologies and how you mentioned testosterone um, a female with higher testosterone will 
look a certain way might be a little bit um bigger but that doesn't mean that they're not healthy um that's they will be healthy how they are healthy compared to somebody with less testosterone maybe a little bit more petite um they are healthy in that they're healthy you know it's like kind of comparing um are like you're like we are not i feel like we're not really judging women are aren't really judging each other it's more like ourselves i would say but i definitely feel like there is a lot more body positivity a lot of women supporting women on how they look and yeah for sure i would say so too okay. no no that's 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 good because one of the things that when i i think i i, and I liked it when the when the when the movement started the body positivity movement started because it uh, raised awareness to the stresses that if you weren't studying them, you weren't as aware of all of the stresses that were were out there. You got you got it a lot in the in the in the news media about all of these stresses, all these um, issues with anorexia and bulimia, with like a lot of the after school specials stuff like that, as well as within some of the news reports, particularly when uh, athletes or famous people would admit to having those those issues. Issues, right? It, and it's it's very uh, aware that we become very aware of the the body image issues that that women have more than we've been aware of the body image issues that males have. For sure, hundred percent. And part and once again, we kind of talked about that earlier in terms of that that difference in percentages that we see between males and females but at the same time we have to we have to be cognizant of the fact that uh just because there's differences that we see within genders and across genders using the the sociological terms those differences stem from the same psychological root causes the same social issues the same social media issues the same cultural issues the same physiological issues the same coping mechanisms that we use for for stress uh, the the same way that we we deal with setbacks in in life and how we go about uh responding to those stresses have an impact on what we do that impact how our physiology works that impacts how our body composition gets set up that can have long-term issues long-term uh ramifications on our overall body morphology the way in which our body actually looks our body image not necessarily how we project our body image but also how we internalize our body image and that leads to issues that that you've mentioned in the gym and that I've seen in, in the gym as well as in my, my career where you get these people that will spend two, three, four hours at the gym working out and they're, and they're not a bodybuilder, but they work out like they're a bodybuilder or they follow the latest diet craze that bodybuilders are going to follow. Or they have a, small amount of over fatness and they said oh i'm going to go and do uh uh atkins 
ketogenic diet or I'm going to do prolonged uh, intermittent fasting in order to lose 10 pounds. Or as the latest craze happens to be the the um, old Zempic, uh GLP-1. Yeah, I've so much about it. Drugs, where what people don't realize is that the, the research on those drugs as it relates to the people who were morbidly obese, excessively overfat, that were taking it in conjunction with other lifestyle behavioral changes. And as a side effect, they were losing additional weight. Mm-hmm. And their additional weight is not, a, is, is not an astronomical amount of additional weight outside of what we saw with the excessively morbidly obese, excessively morbidly overfat individuals. But at the same time, those same individuals who are excessively overweight, excessively obese, morbidly obese, morbidly overfat, they actually had better uh, um, better results, better outcomes from doing bariatric surgery, gastric bypass, mm-hmm. than they did from doing the, the other pharmacological treatments. But we don't go around giving someone that is 10, 15 pounds overweight bariatric surgery. Right. But the, the delineation as to whether or not you qualify to get the drug okay. is your BMI. And right. BMI, is, as, as we've talked about numbers of times, yeah. is not a valuable measure right. without taking into account all of the fat mass that happens to be there. Because, like, once again, those, those NFL players. Right, right, right. All of the NFL players are, going, are categorized as overweight, obese, and morbidly obese. And it's not the, the, the lineman that everybody thinks is, oh, these excessively right. fat individuals. Same thing like with the sumo wrestlers in, in Japan. Everybody thinks, oh, they're just these big, fat Sumer, these big fat individuals, people who have excessive amounts of fat and aren't very fit and aren't very, oh, they're, they're excessively strong. Mm. They're excessively fit. They just happen to have excessive adipose tissue on them. That's part of the culture of being a sumo wrestler that goes into that whole cultural aspect of, of body image. And for like those individuals, being skinny is not something you want to be because it's mm-hmm. at a disadvantage within within the athletic within the athletic world of, of being sumo. But at the same time, if you talk to talk to any normal person, but quotes around normal because we're all kind of we're all a little screwy. But mm-hmm. if you talk to any any normal person, they're going to call that sumo wrestler fat or I obese. Think those are great examples. I'm really glad you brought those up for sure. And so, so when we start when we start looking at this whole idea about body image and particularly the body distortion issues, particularly this time of the year, because we're once again we're recording in, in the beginning of January, everybody's setting up those those New Year's resolutions of oh I'm going to lose I'm going to lose the weight that I've been planning on losing for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Well, let's actually sit back and let's take a, let's take a step back and um, it's in the. I, Put it in the Substack. I've done a podcast. It's in the YouTube feeds as well. It's like, how can we actually go about making sure that these resolutions that we keep setting up for ourselves actually get reached? Mm-hmm. And part of that is is to ignore the body image issue 
ignore the scale issue and start focusing on, like we talked about earlier, those, those actual fitness measures and actually goal orient our changes in behavior based off of those fitness measures. But the problem is, is that people don't see those fitness measures unless they're in the gym with us, watching us do our bench presses or watching mm-hmm. us do our deadlifts. Mm-hmm. And so like your, like your family's like, oh, you've been lifting for three years, but you right. look the same now. Are you still doing it? But right. they don't go to the gym with you and see that you, the fact that you're deadlifting mm-hmm. four times, which you deadlifted when you first started. For sure. Thank you. And, and so we, we have, and so it's just like, you have to take a step back. And so when we, whenever we start looking at these, these biodysmorphic issues, these body image issues, we have to take into account the holistic approach to the person. And we have to understand that we, if we're going to talk about what's taking place, that person has to be involved with the conversation about what's mm-hmm. taking place. Mm-hmm. And we cannot rush to judge and we cannot take what our rationale for actions might be and project it onto somebody else's actions. Because if I'm going to use my rationale for actions on somebody else's actions, they're no longer that person's actions. They're now my actions. Because I'm the ones rationalizing why those things are being done. So I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. That was great. You were spitting. That was great. Uh, I get a, one of these, this is one of the, the multiple, as you know, one of the multiple topics that I can get on a soapbox and just. No, I love it. You're rant right. And rant and rant and rant. Because there's too many people out there that like to call themselves experts. I was just thinking that because like, like you were saying, like those YouTube videos and mm-hmm. they'll tell you about what exercises to do, what diet to do, da, 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 but they don't know any, they're not backing it up with any scientific stuff and you're over here talking about your paper from 20 years ago and this commercial from so and so so the study statistics i think it's great that you brought those up and yeah yeah and it's one of the like people have asked it's just like i've had a number of people it's like can you just just break it down to do this or don't do that and so it's like no because if i tell you what to do what not to do you're being coerced into into the action and what we, what we showed, what Emily and I showed in the paper that we published is that there's you will only do things that you want to do when you want to do them. For sure. And it's the difference between self, self self-selection, self-motivation and coercion. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, we've talked about this in terms of studying for classes. And if you study out of really enjoying the subject, you're going to study without feeling like you're excessively working in order to master the material. It's just like, if I'm going to work out or if I'm going to do my diet change and it's stuff that I like to do, it doesn't feel like I'm doing that as a punishment, which goes into that, those kind of 10 things to kind of avoid. And yeah, I focused it on the holidays, but those are the, I mean, if you look at those particularly the, the actual top 10, those are things you, sh- you shouldn't be saying to anybody at any sure. point in time. If you don't, if you're, if you're attempt, if you're attempting to not cause a body distortion issue, a body dysmorphic issue or an eating issue on that person, because even though sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, words can lead to sticks and stones particularly if I don't have the, the support and 
the 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 psychological kind of wherewithal right. to understand what those words are meant oh yeah to do that's great so thanks for listening all the way through the second part of the conversation that ashley and i had about body image and body image distortion issues hopefully you got a little bit out of the conversation and once again if you happen to feel like you might be having any of these issues please make sure you're reaching out to somebody to get the support you need Please make sure you're giving us those five-star ratings on the reviews. Please make sure you have subscribed to all of the publication avenues that uh, we're putting stuff out at. If you happen to be on the YouTube stuff and want to leave comments about what we're presenting or put questions in there for us to uh, add to what we're presenting, please feel free to do so.